Hello, Albuquerque. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. And I'm going to continue my conversation here with Jesse James Gomez. We're just completely off the script today. We're just kind of getting off in all kinds of directions. And it's like, hey, he likes to keep it loose. I'm okay with that. It's like, hey, we're having a great conversation. So I won't sing, I promise. Um, I you won't, won't sing? I want to, but I'm not going to. You're not uh, a good singer? N- people have said that I'm the voice of my generation. Oh, by the way, that song I was just playing, I don't know if you guys recognize it or not. It's from one of my favorite really cool movies, Battleship. Galactica. It's called Thunderstruck. By No, not Battlestar Galactica. That's a completely different thing. That's a, oh, okay. Yeah, that's completely different. What's the Battleship. It's like where aliens come to Earth and, and they end up engaging the Navy out at, out at sea. And so they end up bringing in an old an old uh, battleship uh, out of retirement that was being used as a museum. And they bring in these old guys that are the only ones that know how to operate the guns on it. You got to see it. It's really awesome. I don't, you know, I don't watch a lot of stuff, honestly. They bring this old battleship back out there, and they're just whooping up on these aliens with this old battleship. I don't know. I'm, I'm scared of aliens, honestly. <laughs> that don't make any sense. So, it's, it's not that aliens, the, the one thing that bothers me, I don't talk about this, is that it's just, alien, the whole alien, I was talking about this last night, it, it's just so irrational. Well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get it. it that's mean, okay, because that completely fits into our whole concept of, of, of what do we really believe anymore. You want to talk about that? Well, you can. I mean, we I wish, well, let, let's, let me let me wrap up real quick. One thing I want to talk okay. about really quick is yeah. just organizing really quickly. Um, you know, the thing is, is that I think one of the reasons that our group is, has expanded so much is there's so many people out there who just feel left out yeah. of the political system, and it's not only it's not only the political system; they just feel. They're angry. They have nowhere to go. They, their, their public officials don't care what they have to say. I mean, you can write a million letters to the Republican Party. They don't care. They're not going to respond. Um, local leaders aren't going to respond. And what I tell people is this, you know, if you're passionate and you're angry and you want to do something, you know, I tell people, I'll give you something to do. You know, if you want to get involved, come with me. You can stand next to me. We're I'll very stand. inclusive. Yes, and that's the one thing I like about the Patriot Movement. Everybody is welcome, including liberals. Yes. Including people. You know, there's a woman I met in Anybody Santa that Fe. loves freedom, they're Anybody welcome. That, that's, they're and welcome. the thing is, we can all agree on that stuff. It doesn't yeah. matter if, if you gay, straight, believe in this, that, you know, I mean, if you're whatever, you worship Zeus or whoever, I don't That's care. That's the neat thing about our movement. I know we have such a, a collage of uh, different people, people and, and, in the group, and it's so fun. It's yes. like I've got to meet so many interesting people. And so that's absolutely, and the thing is, I reach out to everybody. If I'm at the grocery store, and I've met people, oh my gosh, I've met people at the grocery store, the dog park, who've just said, you know what, I'm so angry. One day I was in the dog park, in Roswell, and there was this kind of young mother there with three kids, and she was just kind of grumpy. And I said, "Hey, what's going on?" Blah blah. I started chit chatting, and she said, "I'm just so sick of the Roswell school system. You know, it's such a disaster in Roswell, and I'm just so angry." And I gave her my car, and I said, "If you want to do something, come with us, and I'll give you something to do." And she came with us, started knocking on doors, was so active, and is so active in the group, and had all these brilliant ideas. And it was like every time you meet another person, it's like you almost double in power. The yeah. second you bring in another person or another family who wants to help out and get involved, and like I said, I don't tell anybody what to do. I simply say, here's opportunities that we can get involved. If you want to do it, cool. You know, if you don't, cool, that's cool also. 
but I don't tell anybody what to do or candidates or nothing what to do. I simply say that here's a movement that we believe in and let's all get together and work in the same direction. It doesn't matter how which way we walk or however, we just as long as we work in the same direction, that's all good. So that, that's something I wanted to talk about that sure. also. Um, one thing I do want to talk about really quick before we move into, the, I guess we'll wrap it up on the governor candidates, correct? Right, yeah. Um, we'll talk about that is, yeah. is, is, you know, this one thing is that, that this canard, which I think it is, is the, you know, which Republicans, again, another trap that a lot of the conservatives are falling in is, is socialism, socialism, socialism. You know, and there are, a lot of people aren't going to like that. Is 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 that we are stuck. The reason our economy and our lives are so bad in America is because we are in this limbo between socialism and between capitalism. And if we were to switch completely to socialism, our lives would maybe better. Oh, if we're I to disagree with you. There. Okay, well, let me finish. Is that is that we're caught in this limbo, and and between socialism and capitalism. Not saying that we should go to socialism. I'm just saying is that when you're stuck in the gray area between socialism and capitalism, I'm going to explain how we're stuck in this gray area. It's really awful because you know, normal American people, what, we, what happens to average American people, the 99%, I'll say, just to kind of generalize people, is that they are subject to all the bad effects. They get the, bad, the worst of both. They get the worst of socialism and the worst of capitalism. You see what I'm saying? That's yeah. what happens to American people. And there are some things, and not the positive sides of socialism they don't see, and the positive side of capitalism they don't see either. We just get both bad sides. If we were to go completely socialism, for all I know, maybe things might be better for American people. You know, maybe I would pay more taxes, but maybe our lives would be better. If we were to go to complete capitalism, which is what I prefer, our lives would be better. But as long as we're stuck in this middle area between capitalism and socialism, things are going to be terrible. I'll give you an example of this, is that corporations in America, you know, and this is another very frustrating point for, that I deal with a lot of, you know, conservatives. Conservatives say, don't ever, ever do anything to hurt the corporations. Okay, let me explain to you, ladies and gentlemen out there, corporations, bloodthirsty corporations are not your friend, okay? Well, we've seen that a lot over the past couple of years with these drug companies. It dr oh but the, my but that, God, that, that, they're the worst. They want this, they want this scandemic to continue on forever. But that, but, so they, they, yeah, so they can a, keep making exactly, billions of exactly. dollars off of, uh, and they, off and they, of and more they, unnecessary exactly. drugs. And these drug companies have slaughtered American healthcare. They have slaughtered it. And so if we just look at all these things, because this is a frustrating thing is dealing with a lot of conservatives, they say, well, we should not do anything to ever harm businesses. Okay, but those businesses are harming you every chance they get. You know what I mean? And so, as long as, as American corporations get to play this game of fantasy casino, and they do, and what I mean by fantasy casino or fantasy, you know, playing is what they do is is that whenever a, a, a corporation, so let's say for instance, you Beckham Marie, you have a burger stand on the side of a you know on a street corner and a little thing selling burgers. If you run your business bad and it goes out of business, what happens to you? You lose everything. I lose everything. You lose your yeah. job, your future, your family, your money, everything. You're working at Walmart till you die, and your kids are. You're, I don't you know, think I do that. But whatever, you understand. Not everyone's as gifted <laughs> as you are. But what I'm saying is, is that that's what happens to you. If you're a billion-dollar corporation and you screw up, what happens to you in America? Oh, you get bailed out by the government. You get socialized. You're too big to fail. You get socialized. Yeah, you get socialized. The, you get socialized. That's wrong. You get socialized. Like those bailouts on the on the, on the car companies. Exactly. Totally against that. Okay, you get. It's like you, no, let them fail. Let them fail. Okay, let them fail. And, and so you get socialized. So that is how the corporations in America live in this fantasy world, where they get the best of both sides. They get to make as much profits as possible, but whenever they fail, they get socialized. So that's the, where we live, but as American citizens. And then more government control. And then, exactly, oh, no, no, not more government control. Well, no. when they take no, over. No, they control the government, not yeah. the other way around. The government is not controlling the corporations. The corporations are controlling the government. That's the problem. 
Now, what happens to you? If you lose your job, you don't get nothing. You get a measly $175 a week in unemployment. You know, you're eating ramen noodles and worrying, begging, you know, how the heck are you going to feed your kids tomorrow night? So you get the bad side of socialism. You don't get the good side. And so what I'm saying is, is we need to re-examine both of these ideas deeply and stop just blaming socialism and, and understand that, that it, what is going on right now in America, and I know this is going to be a hard pill to swallow for conservatives, it's not socialism. It is out of control corporations murdering us for profit. And the thing is, is that until, not saying that we need government control of them, what we need is to let the free market function in a true way. Well, you know, we saw how during the pandemic, how big corporations were allowed to continue operating exactly. and how mom and pop business were, were being forced slaughtered. to close. Exactly. 40 just absolutely wiped you know, out K -K by this tyrant in Santa Fe. Exactly. She just shut them all down. Now, personally, I think that they should have stood that, up and said, that, no, I'm not going to do that. And some businesses okay, did do that. They did do that. And I understand that. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. We're not going to let that happen Still, the fear and intimidation, a lot of people are just starting up So, But what I'm saying is, is that Michelle Lujan Grisham is not a socialist. She's a capitalist, a bloodthirsty capitalist, who's going to make sure that they get their capitalist profits at the expense of you and your family. I never thought of it that okay, way. Okay, so, and that's what it is. There. Okay, and that's what it is. So, so don't think about her as a socialist. Oh, no, she's not a socialist. She's a bloodthirsty capitalist who's willing to do Oh, she's a tyrant. Okay, I understand. She's evil and she's wicked and she's just a, just an absolute sociopath um, and I'm calling for her to resign I don't doubt she's listening to this but um, is that this, that's the problem is that let's look at let's just look at this really quick talk really quick about you know a, a true capitalist and I'll explain how corporations destroy capitalism um, if you were go back turn back the clock maybe 30 years ago 25 years ago in New Mexico in Albuquerque if you were to try to take a cab, for instance, for the west side of downtown, it was about $30. And I remember this, hmm. going when I was about 18, 19 years old, taking a cab from the west side down to downtown. Back when there were only cab companies. Okay, and so it was about $30, and it took forever to get there. Yeah. Okay, now, and this was terrible, and I remember this, was, this was awful and it was ridiculous. Now, the market was able to move and flex its muscle, and we brought in Uber and Lyft. And what is the price now from downtown? Maybe $10, maybe yeah, less. A lot less. Okay, it's a lot less now. Yeah. Now the question is, is, is could it be cheaper than that? Yes, it could be. But the problem is, is I don't know with the price of gas. No, is no, no. Let, let's, now. let's hold up. Hold up. Let me finish. Is that, is that, could it be cheaper than that? Yes, it could be. But why can't it be cheaper? Because the corporations, which is a very powerful corporation, Uber, they're not going to let anyone move in on them. So they stop capitalism from functioning. They stop the market from working. They're saying, no, no, no. They pay off politicians and say, you're not going to allow anyone else to move in on our turf mm -hmm. like a gangster. You're not going to let anyone move in. So capitalism is stopped by them. Now, if, if what I would do, if I had complete control over Albuquerque, I would say, okay, for a small, modest $25 fee, you're going to get a registration card. And if you have a license, registration, and insured vehicle, I don't care what kind of vehicles, you can act as a livery cab driver. They do this in other countries, and I've seen this before. So what they do, for instance, when I lived in Ukraine, there's motor pools there, and there's cabs there. You can hire a cab, and there's Ubers there, but nobody took Ubers there. You know why? Why would I call Uber and go through that whole texting stuff and give away my money? You walk up to these motor pools, and you would just ask somebody, saying, I need to go to the Prevost, the market. Okay, $3. Another guy would say, no, I'll do it for 2 Done. Sold. That's called freedom. Exactly. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm, what I'm saying is, is yeah. that, and that's in quote-unquote communist Ukraine, that's where they have more economic freedom than they do, an example. But the point is, is that if they were to allow this in Roswell or in Albuquerque, it would destroy Uber because nobody would take it because you would be, everybody would be fighting over for the lowest price. Yeah. The, the goal of a corporation, any corporation, is to provide the lowest amount of service for the highest cost. That is their goal. And as long as, as, as they can stop from doing that, so Uber 
puts a chokehold on freedom of, of capitalist freedom. You know, this reminds me of something. Several years ago, I went on vacation to Mazatlan, Mexico. Have you ever been to Mexico? Many times. Okay. I loved it there. I went there on vacation, and one thing I really, really noticed is there is the apparent lack of... there. I, I didn't see police anywhere, okay? Yet things were functioning just fine. And when we were traveling around, we didn't have a rental car or anything. There are all of these people, just kind of independent people, yes. driving around these crappy little, yes. uh, I, I don't even, I've never even seen a vehicle like this before, but they're like open air type vehicles. And they just, yeah, how much? And you can negotiate with them. Yes. And it's like, you know, one thing I noticed it, when that, I was there, right there, it was like this feeling of, wow, this is freedom. It is freedom. It's it like is. these people are just living their lives, uh, you know, hustling who, a buck where any way they yeah. can, and they're not being hassled. Exactly. And you can't do that in America. No, so you can't. Oh you get you, hassled every step of the way. Get you get taxed to death. You get taxed to death. And so that is our capitalist society we live in. We don't live in a free capitalist country. So start, get this out of your stinking heads, is that we don't live in that way. And there's other countries, I hate to say it because I lived in Russia also, is that they have more capitalist freedom than we do in some ways, which is very bizarre, is that you could just set up, like if, if I were to set up on the street corner selling vegetables, for instance, cops would come up, shut oh, me down, oh, heck health yeah. officials. Well, heck, if you're a kid with a lemonade stand in this country, you get shut down now. But in Ukraine, the thing is, is that, you know, you could do these things. You know, it's funny, I'll tell you another story about interesting stuff about Ukraine, and this is, and I'm, I'm not even going to go into our medical system, you know, which, which so many conservatives worship our free market medical system that absolutely rapes them and destroys them financially yeah. every day of the week. Uh, in Ukraine, uh, medical tourism was very big there, very big business. Well, you know, the medical system, let me, stay, before we move on from that, mm -hmm. it's like, the problem is, uh, doctors, they get charged these outrageous amounts of insurance that they have to carry. They're, they're worried about being sued all the time. They literally have to carry so much insurance that that that's why they have to charge the rates they do. Not to mention, that, that, everybody wants to use insurance. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you use insurance. Insurance is making anytime you add a middleman into anything, the price goes up. Exactly, but the thing is, is that so many Americans. That's what I'm saying. Is is like, if you're if you're a, a, a you know if you if you're a true if you're a person who who loves bloody capitalism then you should love Obama because Obamacare, all it basically did is said, you have to buy from the corporations. Oh, yeah, let me tell you about that. Okay, up well, until I, Obamacare, I won't, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go no, into that No, up until Obamacare, I literally had insurance, health insurance, which I got a checkup every yeah. year and just basic care and stuff like that that I was happy with. And I was spending, I kid you not, 130 bucks a month for that insurance, okay, which was great. Obamacare comes into the rescue. Guess what? Okay, that insurance, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Oh, my plan got canceled because guess what? Because it didn't meet the standards of Obamacare. And guess what was available to me after that? Something that cost three times as much that didn't, carry, didn't cover as much. Okay. Oh, how is that great? <laughs> exactly. And so, excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Is that... But I'm saying is, is that if you're one of these people out there who says, I worship capitalism or this corrupted form of capitalism we have in America, then you should love Obama because he basically just forced you to buy products. And that's what's going on in American economy is this type of mercantilism where you have to buy everything from the country store. You can't go elsewhere. I, I have to buy from Uber, 
if I don't want if I want to drive downtown without drinking and driving. There's no other option. Oh, well, you have regulations, you have licensing. But you see, but, is, but is that even constitutional? I, I don't know. What, I, mean, I don't think that's it is. another conversation. Yeah. But what I'm saying is is that is that as long as we have this form of mercantilism, uh, 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 capitalism in America, and not true freedom, and you know, then things are going to get worse. And we need to talk about these conversations. We need to have these conversations explained to conservatives of how things really work. And another thing is that I was going to go back really quick and talk about. So in Ukraine, medical tourism was a big deal down there. One of the big things to get done it was was they was to go. People went there to get uh, MRIs. It was interesting. There was MRI clinics all over Odessa. Uh, if you were to, right now, if you were to walk into a, a hospital and said, I need an MRI, dude, you would never get one. If you said, I, I just need to get an MRI today, forget about it. They'd say, call your insurance, call the bank, call this, call all that. All this call, red tape. All this red jumping tape. Jumping through all these hoops. And, and even if you said, I don't have insurance, I just need to get one. Okay, yeah. well, you need to go see a doctor. You need to do this. Okay, I don't have anything. Just give me a freaking MRI. Okay, $5,000. <laughs> Okay. That's crazy. I, okay, but let, I know. Let, let yeah, me, I know let, what you're but let me, but let me explain. Let me explain what went on in Ukraine as far as where they had more medical freedom. So MRIs were not uh, regulated at all. Yeah. And so what happened was, was I had one of my students. He owned him and his family bought an MRI machine for. I can't remember how much they bought for it. It was they're like expensive, aren't they? They're expensive, but it was like yeah. their lives. You know, their their whole family bought into it. And they had a clinic. It was literally just like a, a size of a of a room with the MRI machine here and another room over here and another room over there. That was it. And so a doctor wrote me a, a prescription to get, a, to get an MRI in my neck and head, and he wrote it on a piece of paper. And I said, this is just a piece of paper. I don't need a prescription. He said, no, just take it to the MRI place. So I went there. I called the guy. I said, you own an MRI place? He said, yeah, come on in. So I went over there. And he said, 45 American dollars. Okay, cool. Done. Got the MRI. And the thing, they, I brought my own, my own flash drive. They put the images on there. Uh -huh. He said, that's how we save money to do that. So a couple of weeks later, I talked to him. I said, explain to this how this works. And he said, okay, there's no regulation for MRIs in, New in Ukraine. So anyone can get one. If you just walked in there and said, scan my leg, give me 45 bucks, I'll do it. Why not? And so, and so yeah, why not? And so yeah. what, what, what he was saying was, I was like, but these things are dangerous. And he said, yeah, they are. And he said, there was an MRI clinic over there, uh, over there in, in, I can't remember the part of the town, in, in uh, Moldovanka or something. He was saying that there's an MRI clinic, that they were being careless and people's like jewelry was getting sucked into the machine. Right. But every, this, this word of you mouth. You obviously got, have to know how to use the Yeah, yes. But what he was saying was that this word of mouth got around that this was a bad place and they went out of business. So the market functioned perfectly. You, they provided a poor service and a poor product. They went out of business. And his, which was very professionally ran, was very, was doing, and he would say, I would see 100 plus people a day. I'm making a fortune from this MRI thing. And he's like, my family is living well off it. But if that guy were to try to take that business model to the United States, it would be impossible. That would never happen. So what the point is I'm making is, is if we're going to have capitalism in America, we need to get out of this limbo that we're stuck in. And the thing is, is that I'm, I'm going to say it right now, and I don't care. I, I believe that we do need social programs. And the thing is, is that if we had a true capitalist society, we would not have very, we would not have a whole lot of need for social programs, because well, the, we wouldn't have a problem that we're having with the schools right now if we had a true capitalist program. You would be able to uh, take your money and give it to any school that you want, but that, but that's and just, then you would have competition, exactly, exactly, and then schools would exactly, be better. But that's just a small. But I'm sorry, that's just what, an example. It's just a tiny example. What yeah. I mean is, is that social programs like food stamps and a lot of these things, these things would not, they would be necessary still. And I believe that there's always going to be a very small segment of the society that needs to be taken care of. And I am more than happy. I don't mind paying taxes. If you were to take my taxes, they just, I'm going to cut your taxes down by 75%. You're going to pay 25% only, a very small, not, not, not that number. I'm just saying just cut them down by 75%. 
And I would not mind paying a smaller amount as long as it went to actually help people. Right. I do not mind my taxes going to feed old people because in my belief, you take care of your elderly, you take care of your sick children, you take care of those people. And if that means paying a little bit in taxes, I don't mind. But as long as my taxes are not going, where does the majority of our taxes go to? Waste, it goes to, to, to filling up. I mean, my gosh, how much of our federal taxes go to the military system? Tons of it, okay? And the thing is, you talk to conservatives saying, I want to cut the military budget. No, my God, that'll, no, 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 no. We need to have our military. For what? That military budget is not going to protection. It is going right into profits. The Pentagon functions nothing more as a funnel to take private, public, private money or public money and poured into private taxes, to private profits, excuse me. And the thing is, is that look at this, this F-35 airplane that they built. That thing cost a trillion dollars, okay? Did you see any protection out of that? No. Where did that money go? It went right into private pockets. So they took their money. So we, this is another conversation. That Not to mention, I think that we're. I think that these uh, they're they're lining the pockets of a lot of these corporations that are providing this stuff. Like I remember an example when uh, Trump was talking about uh, the new Air Force One they were going to be building and how he was being overcharged by Boeing like like this extravagant yes. amount. And he said, "I'm not going to pay that much." It's like since when did you ever hear an airplane costing this much? And of course not. Of course and it's not. like it's ridiculous. It's the because government. Has, they take our money and then and then they. That, they spend exorbitant amounts of money for things. Oh, it's just, this is just, even in Roswell, for instance, the city council is talking about building this, this six, uh, $60 million baseball stadium, okay? We don't need another baseball stadium in Roswell. They spent half a million dollars just on the plans. Literally, it's unbelievable waste, but I'm not going to go there. But getting back to, to one thing is, is that conservatives who are patriots, being a patriot isn't about just loving guns and, and the Bible and the flag. It is about loving our country and making it be the best it can truly be. And we need to examine these systems that are, that are defunct and ruining us over. The military budget is, is blown up to a proportion. It's not about protection. It is about funding and putting our public money into private pockets. And we need to stop that now because that is a big part of our budget. Uh, you know, I'll wrap up this conversation is, is that in my belief, the only function of the government, the only function of the government is to provide an environment where self-sustainability and self-reliance is possible. That is their only job. That should be the government's only job. And as long as they provide an environment where self-sustainability and self-reliability is possible, a lot of our problems go away. And I'll give you some negative examples. When a government allows an out-of-control private criminal organization, the Federal Reserve, to pump out money, so your money is now deflated, so $5 yesterday would buy you a gallon of milk and a gallon of gas, now it barely buys you anything. That is not providing an environment of self-reliability and self-sustaining. When the government allows corporations, giant massive insurance corporations to, to corner the market, to gouge American citizens in medical bills and all this stuff, that is not providing. If you wanna have a medical thing where everybody, where the market can function and the lowest, the lowest price is always available, then Americans will save millions of dollars and they can live better and healthier. So that's just one of, the, one of the reasons. That is the only job. And there's always going to be people who need to be on some kind of government you know, uh, assistance. And that is A-okay. I am fine with that. I am A-okay with that. As long as, as long as the government is allowing to provide an environment where our, our families are able to self-sustain and self, be self-reliable, those little gov those few people being on the government tit will be okay, and I don't care the about that. founding fathers, if they saw what this government had turned into, they'd be rolling over in their graves. And right I now. understand the point I'm making is we need to explain to conservatives that they need to understand who the enemies are and who the real problems are. You know, I, I hate these conservatives who I meet who are like, man, screw the welfare people, man, F them, man, F these people on, on food stamps. It's like... Their thieves are killing our government. And it's like they take about a grain of sand worth of money out of the budget. You don't have a problem with 
McDonnell Douglas and the rest of these massive corporations sucking trillions of dollars out of the budget, living like absolute kings while, you know, some mother gets $175 a month in food stamps. That's their enemy, and that is a form of manipulation. And the thing is, is you remember when Bill Clinton was president, you know, he had the saying, he remember the welfare mom, a welfare queens, he called them, and he just, you know, got all the conservatives pissed off because he said that there were some black mothers in inner cities driving Cadillacs while being on welfare, and all the conservatives to this day are still angry about that. And so we need to get away from that. Do we need to get away from who are the real enemies and what are the real problems in our society? So... Uh, anyways, I'll wrap that up and we can move on and talk about governor yeah. candidates. So, oh, governor candidates, yeah. Let's have it out. Let's talk about it. Well, um, I know that the my favorites both went through on the delegate convention. I was happy to see about that. I, I like... Dow and Ronchetti. No, I'm thinking... Oh. I, yeah, I'm no. <laughs> I'm thinking Jay Block and, and Greg Zanetti are my two favorites. Uh, they were my two favorites, too. I actually yeah. didn't know Greg Zanetti. Um, he's funny. I like him. He has a sense of humor. He does. Him you know, and he, I had a great show yeah, together. Yeah, he's funny. He's, he looks like kind of a nerd, you know, a skinny yeah. nerd, but he's funny. Really smart. Yeah, he's he, very I, intelligent. I went, into this, I went into this monologue at the beginning where I went into the fall of the Roman Empire, and I was talking about how, how civilizations uh, fall. And I got into talking about that, and he went into this story about Cal uh, uh, Caligula, which was fascinating. Yes. Where, where he was talking about how Caligula was kind of a nut, and what he did was he wanted a bridge so he could travel across uh, this body of water. And so he had all the ships that were used for the commerce and bringing materials in, and had them all parked in a row, and then he <laughs> paved over top of them. And it's like then they wondered why uh, they, they couldn't get any goods in there anymore because he had taken all the guy was crazy. Anyway, anyway, he tell, he was telling me about that. So he yeah, we had a lot of fun together. <coughs> he came down to Roswell, excuse me, and he came to the, the Chamber of Commerce, and I was impressed. He talked about uh, one thing he talked about was stable coins and, and Fed coins, and just possible that nightmare scenario. And that's a whole another conversation I'm not going to get into about how the dollar collapses and they bring around their digital currency. I am a big believer in Bitcoin, but you know th there was never any talk about Bitcoin, and there was never talk about digital currency until Bitcoin started gaining popularity. Then the government said, "Wait a second, we got to do something about this." And that's a whole another conversation. We can, we should have another episode and talk about that and how Bitcoin can save the world. But that's another conversation. But getting back to the governor candidates. Uh, Zanetti did come down. I was very impressed with him. Like I said, he's kind of kind of a nerd, and he's kind of funny. And I just I thought he's a real cool guy. He is. Um, J Block, on the other hand, is a little bit different. I do like J Block a lot. One of the reasons I like J Block, and the one thing that impressed me the most, is that he reached out to the grassroots movement very early, and I was very impressed by this. I was sitting at home about a year ago, and I got a call. Hey, this is J Block. Hey, Jess. And he said, you know what? I like what you guys are doing. I want to come down and see what you guys are doing down there. And I was like, okay, sure, come on down. You know, like, wow. You know, some guy's interested in what we're doing in Rosalind. He came down and he helped us one day at the, we were, it was at the Alien Festival. He helped us get signatures for the People's Petition, kind of hung around and met people and just kind of joked around. And we had a great day. And I was like, wow, that, that, that's pretty cool that you did that. Because the other candidates, I mean, they wouldn't even listen to what we had to say. You know I mean? And it was funny, and, and the one thing about Jay Block that has impressed me also is, is Jay Block is not the smoothest talker. You know, he can say some of the wrong things, you know, and, and you know, he, he just says some of the wrong stuff and kind of just, you know, some people actually described him as a meathead, which he's not. He's very intelligent. He is. Uh, but the thing is, is that, is that Jay does not lie. And he's never, he just does, he just does not lie. He, even if he has to say the wrong thing that's going to get him in trouble, he does not lie. And the one thing I like most about him is, is that he doesn't ever do this this political talk and we've all met these politicians who are like 
What are you going to do about this? Well, nice to meet you, voter. Well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And golly gee willikers, it's going to work out just like that. Jay does not do that. No. You know, Jay was, was at, there's, there's a bar in Roswell. The, the sorriest, dirtiest bar in, in New Mexico is the variety. It's in Roswell. We'll go there if you're yeah. in, in okay, uh, Roswell I'll check it out. Yeah. We'll go yeah, there. Gonna, and it, well, it, it, we'll be there today. It's, it's like the hangout. It, it's like homeless people sleeping in the front door. It's cholos with tattoos on their face, you know, smoking weed and, and you know, just crazy stuff, fights going on in there, guns and knives. Sounds being like fun. It, it is fun. It's a fun <laughs> place. You can do anything goes in there, that place. One of those anything kind of goes bars. Um, anyways, and so we were in there one night, and Jay was like, let's go there. And he was like, let's go. And we're sitting in there, and this tattoo-faced cholo guy comes up with a big Zia right around his eye. It's very funny. It looks like Mike Tyson. He has a big Zia on his face. <laughs> And, uh, and he's like, he came up to me, he said, what are you guys doing here? You guys look like, 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 you know, whatever. And I said, we're just politicians. And Jay walked up to him and kind of put his arm around him. And Jay was kind of laughing, kind of, you know, doing these fake slaps on his face. <laughs> and they were just laughing. And I kind of, and one of the guys in our group said, that was a moment when I was really taken by Jay Block. It was yeah. like, that's the guy who can come into this dirty bar, have a conversation with these Cholo dudes who are rough. And one of them said, I can't even vote, man. I'm a felon. And two of them were like, we can't even vote, but we would vote for you. And he said, dude, you know, I'm not going to sell you a bunch of BS here. I'm not going to sell you a bunch of lies and tell you I'm going to do this for you. I'm just going to talk to you. We're going to sit here. We're going to have a beer. And I'm just going to have a conversation with you. And that really impressed a couple yeah. of people. And so that's what I'm looking I think that's what I, I think American people are starving for, for just real people. We're, and that's we why are. We're starving for real politicians who just want to just talk to us straight. Actually, we don't, we're not starving for politicians. No, we're not starving for politicians. We want people. We want people <clears throat> that, are, that, are, that are standing up for us. Hey, let's take uh, our last break okay. here, and then we'll go into our last 30-minute segment. Okay. host, Freedom Speak. We're back here on Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere, conservativetalkabq.com. So we're in our last 30 minutes here with, uh, with my good friend Jesse James. We've been having an awesome show today, and we're uh, talking a little bit about these candidates for uh, governor. And I'm not going to, to speak bad about any candidate. Um, you know, I'm not going to say bad. We've had our issues with them. I will simply say, in, in my opinion, and this is what I believe, and this is the belief of a lot of us, that if we don't get, it, it's, of course we all want the governor to get out. We all want her to get out. But I think that I have two different uh, factors that are important to me. It is not only that we must get the governor out. It is also that the patriot movement, which is the real, and I don't mean, patri I don't mean the conservative patriot, I mean anybody who's, conser anybody who's a patriot in America. You could be a liberal and be a patriot. I believe that the family-based patriot movement must succeed and it must continue to grow because that is the true solution to fixing America. That is yeah. the only solution. That's the last solution we have left before we get to violence, which I hope that never happens. 
But I truly think that, that, that for me, it's two different factors. It's to get rid of the governor and to ensure the growth of the Patriot family-based movement. And I believe that under certain candidates, I'm not going to name their names, I believe that the, that the Patriot movement will be destroyed and be smashed because I think that, that D.C. interests, be it left or right, have no interest in there being a Patriot movement. They want it destroyed. They yeah. want it gone because that, that they cannot have anyone threaten their power structure at all. And their answer, you know, they answer, of course, to the corporations and big businesses and the deep state. And so they're going to try to smash that. And I do believe that, I believe that under... Well, we're already hearing about uh, them talking about a second pandemic. They're already oh, oh. setting us up for another oh, fear tactic. Of course, uh, of course. You know, it's like the, ultimately how we win this is we, we don't live in fear. We refuse to accept tyranny and we say no. And that's what I'm always say, telling people else. Just say no. Just say, what happened to that old saying, just say no? I like that old saying, just say no. Just say no. Yes, just say no. Just say no. But the, I truly believe that, that, in my opinion, that, and this is the belief of a lot of people I'm surrounded with, is that it is important that the, that the patriot movement continue to grow. And doesn't mean that we want our leaders to, to actively get involved with it at this point, or a governor candidate which they, some of them have, but what I mean is, is that they actively push for. One thing that, that you know, Zanetti said that impressed me is I asked him straight blank in front of everyone, what are you gonna do about the Republican Party in New Mexico that's corrupt and broken and falling apart? And he says, I want nothing to do with it. You know, and he said that, and I was in front of everybody. Yeah. And I was impressed by that. You know, that impressed me. Jay Block, for instance, is, is an enemy of the establishment, I think. I think they don't like him because no. he represents. And I think that under both of those guys. Well, that's I'm, why they're trying to put a couple of different candidates Exactly. On and that's why I think that, that Jay Block and Zanetti also maybe possibly represent that the, I believe, and, and this is the belief of Sarah Smith, is that the, the grassroots movement will flourish underneath these guys because they will not act, they may not help it, but they will not actively stop right. it. And I think that they will, they will reach out to it. Whereas I think the other two candidates are very establishment. I'm not going to speak bad about them personally. I don't know them personally, but I do believe that they are establishment candidates. I think that, that Ron Ketty is, is very scary for me. Um, of course, you know, the same way, if you look at, if you kind of look at Ron Ketty and Obama, it's kind of funny. There's a lot of similarities behind them. You know, there are these basically, you know, they were outside basically virtually of the political world until they were chosen to run. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Ron, Obama, who knows what he was. Well, up yeah, with. Ron Ketty hasn't been involved in anything we've been doing for the past couple of no, years. No, and then all of a he's, sudden. He's been completely absent. And then completely suddenly absent. he's jumping in and, and, suddenly he's, jumping and he's, got in. All these, he's got all these signatures. He's got all these like, signatures. Which he purchased. Yeah, these signatures. I mean, you, you could. You know, with enough money, you could pay kids to get signatures for Hitler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kids would do that. And, you know, but the thing is, is that not saying, you know, he's Hitler or anything like that. But what I mean is, is that you, you have this candidate who basically is very well groomed, says all the right things, a TV face, big smile, you know, muscular, tight shirts, you know, and all this stuff. And he just comes out of nowhere and he's going to make everything right. Sure sounds a lot like Obama, you know, yeah. comes out of nowhere good looking, TV face, well-spoken, and gonna save you and change things and make things right. Well, Obama is well-spoken as long as he was reading off a teleprompter. Well, I, but, now, but, unfortunately, our, our current commander-in-chief can't even do that. Fine, whatever, I don't care. I mean, he's a fool, but who cares about that? We all know that, we don't need to talk about it because we all know that. But the thing is, is, that, is that, you know, these kind of very groomed candidates, I don't like them. You know, I, I don't want groomed TV-ready candidates. I want people who are real and are gritty and say the wrong things and don't know always, you know, Jesse Ventura, who I like a lot, you know, one thing he said, he said, if you always tell the truth, you never have to read a teleprompter. Well, you uh, know what? That's one of the things that people that were fans of, uh, of Trump liked about him is that he was 
he would say things and that sure, sometimes I, I could, were just like out there, and it's like, yeah, he talks like we do. And I and I can understand the. You know, he's not a polished politician. Yeah, and, and we I like can, that. And I can understand that. But t Trump was a TV personality. You got to forget. I mean, he was in movies going back to the '80s. You know what I mean? I mean, he was an actor in a lot of stuff. So, and he was on WWF body slamming people, which I think is pretty absurd. Um, but I don't know. I kind of like that. Well, fine. Whatever. Did you see then. the one where uh, she, he body slammed? Who was it? He body. They somebody came up with a meme in which uh, he body slammed somebody, and it. Look, was like, I, I liked pro wrestling just as much as anyone else. I love Stone Cold, The Hulk, um, uh, the Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, Hulk um, Hogan. Hulk yeah. Hogan, the Junkyard Dog. I lived in Florida for a long time. That's uh, where he lives. The uh, the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, these guys were, you know, my childhood. When somebody told me that stuff was fake when I was like eight, dude, it just ruined my life. I mean, it was like, I couldn't <laughs> Really, go, it's oh, fake? I, I, you're eight. I, I couldn't go to school. I didn't want to get out of bed. I've, I've, um, I've met some people that uh, did that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, they, and they trained. But, but it but it the is point, an act. The point I'm making, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a probably a very, very difficult athletic. I would imagine you know, it's a difficult act to learn. Yeah, act to learn. Without I mean, getting seriously I hurt. Mean, I mean, I can't even tie my shoes without my back hurting for a week. But, you know, these guys are body slamming each other. But the point I'm getting back to is, is I don't think that America wants these TV-ready groomed candidates. They want real people. They want people, they've just had a sick of this stuff. And I think that, like I said, I'm not blasting on Kenny personally, because I don't know the man personally. I'm just saying his, the way he showed up, you know, TV-ready, groomed, you know, with all the right things to say. You know, you know that a focus group sat around and listened to all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just a product being sold. And I don't like that. I, I do not like it. I don't want it. And I don't think New Mexico people want it. And, you know, he's going to pile drive his way into the elections no matter what because there's so much money behind him. And where does that money come from? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. And so, you know, like I said, I don't know. And he has this, he has this, this consultant company which is, has, you know, has, you know, has had allegations against him. And I personally confronted him and asked him. He got very upset about it. Then I was accosted later on in the hallway by this giant woman who basically said, don't you dare ask these questions in public. His little personal aide who scared me. I was going to pepper spray her. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Anyways, but so so what I'm saying is is that and that's just weird to me. Not saying that he doesn't have a good heart. He may be the sweetest guy in person. I just don't want it. I don't think New Mexico people want it. No. Um, and if we don't if we don't if, if getting rid of the governor is is you know that that doesn't need to be said. It's what we gain for this out of out of organizers and families and politics. What do we get out of it? So if we get rid of the governor, cool, great. But what do families get out of it? Mm -hmm. Do we get real change? Do we get something actually good for us, or do we just get another red replacement for her? And yeah. that's the thing is, I think that D.C. is saying, no, you, you know, we're just going to give you a red replacement. Oh, I know. That's what they want. Yes. So we've so. got to mobilize our movement. And we've got to push back on it. Well, I think that, that, that. So we do have we do have the people now and we're, our we numbers do, we, are growing we, our numbers by are the day. Exploding, and I think and that the grassroots can turn it. We did. We that. can get the people we like. You know, we, and I think we can. And I think as long as we work together and harder together. Rebecca Dow, on the other hand, I, I, I talked to her on the phone person. I think she's a very sweet woman. I think she's very charming. She's extremely. She's uh, very charming. She, she's she's a, got great uh, charisma. She's got great charisma. She, she's, she, she can work a room. She I, can work a room. We were at the convention. I mean, she was going around. And it's like, yeah, I mean, she's great to talk to. If, if, if Rebecca Dow was selling cars, my Lord, I, I would buy whatever she was selling. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I mean it's, it's, hard, it's hard to say no, excuse me, as a man to a, you know, an attractive woman. And she's very attractive and sweet and nice and all that stuff. But I, I just do not think that, that she is right for New Mexico right now at this point. And I just, I hate to say this, and this is going to sound terribly sexist, and I don't care. 
But I, the feeling that I've heard from so many different people is New Mexico wants a man leader. No, I've right? heard that from other people you know? too. It's like, you know, we've had women in the past couple of administrations. It's time for a man. People and, and I think do, that people that, want to change. And exactly. And if, if this, if it comes down to Rebecca Dow and the governor, basically what you have is uh, a female leader, the governor, with scandals, problems, bad voting record, a lot of issues. You have Rebecca Dow, a woman, a lot of issues, scandals, bad voting record. And so basically, and, and so what it's going to come down to is a slap fight on television. Who can run, raise the most money? And the governor owns the airwaves and has the money, and she'll annihilate her, and she'll lose. I mean, every scandal will be dragged out for Americans, New Mexicans to see every single night. Now, are those scandals real or are the allegations? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, but the point is, is that... Is is I don't I don't like when when you know because the thing is this the, the governor when you ever the governor is confronted with her scandals her favorite her favorite blame or her favorite defense is it's just a bipartisan witch hunt right. and if you ask well, that's the argument they always use. that's the but the thing is if you ask Rebecca Dow about this her expression is it's just a bipartisan witch hunt you yeah. know so it's basically okay so maybe they both are maybe they're both are maybe they're wrong I don't know but the point is is in the mind because politics is just all perception a big part mm -hmm. of it is perception. And so it's going to, in the mind of New Mexican people, it's going to be who can, on the perception, it's going to be the governor who's going to blast her 24 hours a day on TV with all the money she has pouring oh, yeah. in. And the governor's going to be able to billions? set the narrative. Yeah, millions, millions yeah, of dollars. Crazy where, of money. whereas, where an, that comes from, whereas know. another candidate is because the way we beat the governor, the way we beat the governor is through grassroots organization. We go into the neighborhoods that are vulnerable, and we bring hundreds of volunteers, and we turn them. And the thing is, the volunteers are not going to be willing to do that for a candidate that they do not believe in. And the thing is, or, or a candidate they believe is going to actually work against them. And that's the feeling right now mm -hmm. of the grassroots. And I think you will agree with this as a, a leader yourself, is that the meeting of the, the feeling of the grassroots, and Sarah Smith felt this way also, is, is, that, is that they do not want us around. And so why should we help them, you know, if they don't even want us there in the first place? Yeah. You know, so that's my belief. Like I said, I'm not talking anything bad about these guys personally, but I, that is just my feeling. And like I said, Jay, every candidate has their issues. Every candidate has their problems and has sure. their hangups and issues and all this stuff. But the question is, is it is not just as simple as who can beat the governor, because I think the governor is vulnerable to anyone. Anybody could beat her. I mean, I think so. Even somebody like, like, you know, an old goon like, you know, Jim Townsend could beat her with the right campaign. You know what I mean? But the problem is, is that is that what do we get out of it as families? You know, what are we going to get out of it? And so that's the big issue is, is what we're going to get out of it. And so ultimately, I think that voters and conservatives need to ask that question. You know, we do want to beat the governor, but what are you going to get out of this? If we just get a red replacement, you know, we just change the color. They take off their jacket of blue and put on a red jacket. We don't get anything out no, of this. No, we need somebody that's going to actually get in there and work and actually do things and actually work towards changing. Like, like what I've been talking about is this tyranny that's been going on for the past couple of years. And I've asked, uh, when I talked to Jay Block and Greg Zanetti both, I asked them, it's like, will you do something about the ability that the governor had to impose this tyranny? Mm. This power needs to be taken away from I, him. I agree, and you know, the thing is, it's funny that- It's when, totally unconstitutional. I know, but it was funny that, that, that Ron Ketty, when he was in Roswell, made this very flippant remark in front of the crowd, which I really, I thought, I thought was sickening. I didn't like it. And they said, you know, this power that's been out of control, you know, what are you going to do about it? And he kind of made a joke. He said, ha I like that power too. You know, and he kind of moved on with it. And I was like, that's not funny. That's not really that, funny at that's all. That's not funny at all. This you know, is he a made serious this, subject. It is a serious this is subject. Su this is something that families are dying. This is not, yeah, Families are being destroyed by this. That's not funny. Um, and, you know, whatever, who cares, you know, but he's kind of, you know, came around because he's so well-groomed and ready for TV. 
Um, but I, I was like, dude, that's not funny, my friend. You know, it was where somebody like Jay Block said, I will work actively to make sure this power never, ever is in the hands of another governor ever again. I don't know how I can do that, but I will work towards that. And the other thing that Jay Block See, that's all I'm asking is, will you try? Yeah, will, will you, you do everything within your within power? Within your power. And that's you, all, and, I'm not asking you to make promises. And that's all I've ever asked of any candidate. Other you than know. that you will try your best. And see, the problem is, is you know, I, I've had so many, I've banged so many heads with people down in Chavez County, as they said, well, what do you want me to do, Jess? You know what, I, you know what, I voted this way, but you know, in 2022, where we are in America, if you think that simply walking into the roundhouse and turning a button yes or no is the hardest part of your job, then you're delusional and you need to get lost. You know what I mean? Because the way I look at it, that your main job as a, as, a, as a new conservative leader should be to organize people, to bring in everybody into this movement, to be an information sharing machine like Stephanie Lord is doing, yeah. exactly like she's doing. That's what they need to be. And they don't want to do that stuff because they're not going to do that stuff. That's not my job. I don't want to do that junk. Then get lost. Because my belief is you do a job, you do it right, or you're eliminated. And yeah. so that, that's the way I look at things. And so, you know what I mean? If, if I wasn't doing my job right as an organizer, then nobody would listen to me. So obviously we're doing something right, and you too. I want to, we have a, how much time do we have left? 15 minutes. I want to change topics if we can. Okay, we got a few minutes, and then and I want to do a, a few other things on the wrap. So, okay. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to talk about horseshoe crabs, if we could. Horseshoe crabs? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. Guys. I'm see how you take that. Horseshoe crabs. I, I mean, cryptocurrency uh, offers an opportunity to get out of this, all this stuff. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's just a store of value. And Bitcoin is unique. You know, the rest of these, which they call them, I'm not going to say that, you know, S word, but, you know, poop coins, you know, NFTs, all this stuff. It's just all junk. There's nothing there. Oh, and this whole government plan, to, uh, this government uh, uh, digital currency, that, no, we definitely don't want that. No, because that's, that's the government controlling every, everything exactly. you do. Exactly. Bitcoin cannot be programmed. You know, it can't and, be owned. It can't be stolen. Well, on I mean, the Bitcoin be... thing, and it, did you hear the story the other day where they, uh, the government approached uh, Bitcoin, somebody with Bit, uh, Bitcoin? There's no, said, no that's, that's, I think that, that's incorrect to begin with. Well, there, there is nobody at Bitcoin. Right, and, and that's what the guy tells him. It's like, no, listen, I don't have these numbers. I don't have this. I don't have that. And this is the reason why. He says, no, I have, I have no way of doing anything with this. And there, it told him, it's like, no, he, sorry, yeah. you can't seize anybody's access. Exactly. There, there's the freezing. Yeah. You cannot freeze right. anything. You can't do that. You can, there, there is nobody at Bitcoin. You can't call them and be like, hi, Bitcoin. Can yeah, I hey, Bitcoin. Yeah. I, customer service, please. I lost my coins. Yeah. You know, you lost them. There's a guy in Roswell who's an awesome investor. And uh, he was actually telling me the story that he actually lost a wallet in the key phrases. Uh, from bitcoins that he bought and he said he can see them on the on the blockchain or the block stream and he's like they're just <laughs> gaining money but he has no access to them now um, and so they're gone they're basically burnt now so they're lost so but that's i think is an amazing thing and i think that bitcoin offers us a way out of that stuff and i think that people just need to understand ant thornton talked a lot about blockchain voting blockchain voting which yeah. is very incredible i think that the crowd was kind of lost on it because they didn't understand they need well, to understand well the problem is it's it's technically challenging for a lot of people to understand i know and, that, and that's all it is and that's where education comes in and that's mm -hmm. why the republican party needs to become an education information machine they're not going to do that they're, steve pierce didn't even know what day it is half the time um you know what i mean look at those old all those old people up there but uh so that's basically it so what did you want to wrap it up on well, I just wanted to do a shout out to the truckers that are converging all the over the country. Uh, they're they're traveling along multiple paths and they're converging on the beltway of Washington, D.C. This is yet another way for the people to stand up and say, hey, we're going to be heard. Uh, we're not going to take it anymore. And I love what they're doing. And one thing I want to talk about is that I've got a Facebook page, which constantly gets throttled all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm always posting a lot of things that are the latest things that are happening with the trucker convoys and things like that. 
And um, so it's Freedom Speak with Becca Marie on Facebook. And what, okay. I, so what I want all you guys to do to combat this throttling and this censoring that's going on by Facebook, I want all of you that are listening to go on Facebook, search for Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. I want you guys to go on there and I just want you to blow up my Facebook page. I want you to follow it. I want you to like it. I want you to, for, I want you to share it. I want you to go on there and just really show <laughs> Facebook yeah, there you go. So, so, so while just real quick, while Becca Marie is telling me this stuff, yeah. I, I tried to like it, and it said this page has re this page has repeatedly shared false information. <laughs> I know, so isn't I'm that great? Gonna, yeah, like, <laughs> false yeah. information by whose yeah. by whose uh, whose what, opinion what's is that it? False name, what was the name of the uh, the program in 1984? The I forgot the name of it. The Newspeak or the program that controlled all the information? Yes, exactly. Yes, um, and and so. They're, they're always doing that to me. And it's like, so yeah, go in there and follow it. Show Facebook that, no, I'm going to follow it anyway. I've got all kinds of great stuff on there to look at. And then I've also got a new web page, freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com. And on there, you can play replays of my shows mm -hmm. from all, all the way from the first one. I've got a, a replay link that you can use, that you can go to. And then I also, if you're in New Mexico... There's an interesting list that we've been putting together for the past couple of years of basically freedom-friendly businesses, people that businesses that aren't hassling when you go hassling you when you go in there. They're not telling you you have to wear a mask or you have to be vaxxed I, or I you hope, have to do I, this or I that. Hope, I hope Arby's is on that list. I because don't. If they're not, I'm Arby's has never given me a hard time. Okay. But you know, I tell. I, anyway, you can download that latest list from my website too. I got a okay. download for that list. The Dollar Tree better be on there too. Or, oh, Dollar Tree, they're big time tyrants. I know they're crazy. They're, they're crazy. They're totally crazy. The, the only time I've ever been accosted by somebody crazy about a mask, and I acted in a very childish fashion. That was really rude. But um, it was at a Dollar Tree in Chicago when this whole stuff started, uh -huh. and I just walked in there to buy some junk because it was one next to my house. And this girl, like this crazy girl, was like, put on a mask, put on a mask, just following me down, this woman who worked there. Yeah. And then she got on the intercom, and she was like. Chasing you around the store. She was like, sir, on aisle 12, whoever's <laughs> the guy right there in the black jacket, not wearing a mask, you got to leave. And, you know, and I was like, oh, my God. And I had a whole handful of stuff, and I just walked towards the front, and she and, like, these, I mean, these are, like, you know, minimum wage people. You know, they're yeah. not, they're, they're, what, they don't know what the heck's going on. And but I, now I, they've been given some power. Yeah, oh, yeah. Over, but, yeah. but she's just, the thing is, you can't hate people like that because they're just scared. You've got to understand is that they're just scared and they're just manipulated and they're acting in a scared fashion because they've just, they're simple-minded people who are scared and that you can't be angry at these people because, yeah, they've gone to their head, but they're just scared. You've got to understand the medium IQ in America is, is not high at all. The average American is not educated, is not intelligent. It's very sad to say that not everyone, but there's a big segment. Let me rephrase that. There's a big segment of the society who, who's just not very intelligent, and they're easily susceptible to this information. But can I make a shout-out to some of my partners, though? Please do. I just want to make a shout-out to uh, my partners in the Concerned Citizens in Chavez County. Of course, my dear partner, uh, Stacy Harper-Wolkowitz, who's an incredible leader. Um, I want us to make a shout-out to Chip and also Led Marker, who did the People's Petition. Many other people, and of course, to the two candidates are... are Daryl Johnson didn't win, but he's a great guy. Our other candidate, uh, reformer Patriot candidate, Ed Hildebrand, won big in the third district. I want to say just a shout out to him. And of course, to our second district, our second candidate, who we didn't act, who's not a member of the group, but we did support her strongly, the Patriot, in the, and she won big, which is also uh, the beautiful Juliana Halverson, who is an incredible Patriot. But also, I'm going to make a shout out to our friends in Eddy County. Uh, Stacy uh, Stacy Turner, who leads the Concerned Citizens for Artesia, and our friends in our in Rio Doso, also our partners in Rio Doso, and of course to Sarah Smith too, who's out there working so hard. 
Um, but uh, that's it. I just want to do Yeah, and you know, this, this show, we recorded this show, and when this show is playing, which is going to be Saturday from 1 to 4, we are going to be in Roswell, and we are going to be protesting uh, the tiny tyrant. The tiny tyrant. So just everybody knows what's going on. Is in this usually we host a lot of the concerned citizens, and Chavez usually hosts a lot of these big rallies, just because all of our volunteers are so exhausted. Everybody's going to be coming in, um, and so it's going to be just a group event. There's going to be a lot of different people there. I think that Brett Coconatus is coming there, and of course you are. Yeah, I'll and be there's going to be other people traveling around the state from going there, and so it's going to be at the Civic Center in Roswell, if you want to protest the governor in person like we did at the Lizard Rally um, and shut her down, let her know, hey, we do not want your ideas or values here. Unfortunately, it'll probably be over with by the time this airs. That's okay. And yeah. uh, okay, well, yeah, I guess that's yeah. no so all we can do is talk about what we're what we are doing or what we have done today. <laughs> you know, don't be afraid to break a few rules. Don't know? be. No, it's but don't like, actually you no. know, break any rules. You know, no, so we'll trouble. be out there with signs. We'll be out there with megaphones. We'll be. Showing, I'll be out there with signs. Showing them that we're not going to take it. Uh, I'm going to make a giant poster of the governor's likeness. Nice. And um, I, I'm going to bring a uh, actual, believe it or not, I'm going to bring a donkey to the rally. A, a real live a donkey? A real live donkey to no the way, rally. No way, really? And I'm going to dress it in a wig to say, hey, this is what's going on in America. That, that's good. I like that. And then uh, there's going to be a tacos there, maybe. Ta I like tacos. And uh, just some good times, you know what I mean? So we try to have fun, okay? Well, one thing I want to let everybody know, it's like, don't be afraid to come... To come to these rallies that we have, we have so much fun at these rallies. Yes, and they're they're very positive. The thing is, they are so positive. They are. And they're so positive. And the one thing is, is, is I try to explain to people this about a year and a half ago. These people, I was, I was giving a big speech in Capitan to a, like a, one of our groups up there, or like our, our, our kind of our ally groups up there, this church in Capitan, and this guy was saying, "Well, what's the point of doing these rallies? Why do you even bother them?" And I explained to him is that is that right now we we feel all alone. But the second you're in front of, you're surrounded by a thousand people who believe the same thing you are, fighting for freedom, you're going to be energized. This is how we've built our movement. Exactly. It's, this it's is how, how we, we are it. taking over the Republican Party in New Mexico. Exactly. This is by networking and, and that's the, and you said it just people. right there. We so Republican Party people out there, join the freedom movement, join the family-based patriot movement, join us, join us because we are not stopping. Like I said, nope. you cannot stop an idea whose time has come, and our time has come. Yes, it and has. And so stop fighting at people. Either step aside. If you're not willing to fight, then step aside and let other people fight who will. Yeah. If you want to join us, we'll welcome you with open arms, but do not fight because it's not worth it. You cannot beat American citizens who believe, and you're, all you're doing is fighting against American citizens. So the way the Republican Party has ran in New Mexico like a boys club with a bunch of wealthy people at the top who want to keep out normal families, we say no more. We're coming, and we're going to step in there, and I hope to see you possibly as... Maybe what's a good position for you in leadership? Maybe I've had numerous people ask me, "Oh, Rebecca, you should run for office." It's like, well, no, I'm doing other stuff right now. It's like I don't have time for anything else right now. If there, were, if I was the president, I would set up an office. It would be maybe like secretary of of, of uh, delicious food, and I would give you that office. Oh, that sounds pretty so good. So you just, you, yeah. So would that's it, it include a loaded baked potato? You know, that's one of my favorite foods. Okay, let me tell you something about, real quick about baked potatoes. You're harping about this the other night at dinner. You can make your own <laughs> potatoes. And I'm going to give you a real quick recipe on the I air. know. I make, we're, great we're, I make great baked potatoes. How do you make them? How do I make them? Okay, let me tell you how I make a baked potato. What I do is I, uh, I take the potato and wash it off real good. While it's kind of damp still, I will uh, sprinkle uh, um, um, garlic salt on it. 
and some butter, put it on there, and then I wrap it up in foil with the butter and the garlic salt, and then I bake it, bake it in 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 the. So what I did because I like the skin of the potatoes, yes. probably even more than the inside of the part of the potato. So I like the skin to be nicely seasoned. Okay, let because me because when I eat it, I eat the whole thing. Okay, let me let me let me let me show you what you did wrong there. Okay. Oh, I did something wrong. Yes, okay. I'm going to show you. Okay. okay. So here's the way you make a real baked potato, okay. a restaurant style one. Okay. You take the biggest russet you can find, whatever. Yeah, you got to have a big one. Wash yeah. it off, okay? Right, wash Just it wash off. wash it off, get off the dirt off of there. Right. Second thing you use is you take a fork and you poke a ton of holes. Yes, in. I forgot that. I do do Let that. Let me finish. You're okay. fucking ruining my <laughs> thing here. You're trying to, trying to can't save yourself. Um, you poke a bunch of holes in it. The second thing is you do not put butter or anything like that because that can't penetrate the skin. The second thing is is you just rub it heavily in oil and salt, and that's it. Then you set it on the I rack. I like garlic salt better. Fine, whatever, but the thing yeah. is it's not going to get in there. Yeah. So what you do is you set it on the rack, not in foil, because all the foil does is going to trap in the moisture and it's going to steam it. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is let the water escape so it becomes fluffier. So as you bake it in there in the oven for one hour for, 40, for, for 400 degrees, you break it open and it will be so cooked and fluffy with no water. You removed all the water. And so it'll have just only rich potato flavor. That's how you make a baked potato. And if you want to make the best mashed potatoes, you just scoop them out, mix it with a ton of butter, boom. So follow me at my recipe channel <laughs> for more recipe. All right, I'll stop talking. Maybe we'll get you a job yeah, on the yeah. food channel, Whatever. right? I don't know. That was actually one of my dreams, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, really? believe it or not. Being on yeah. the food channel? How much time do we have? Have we done? Just a couple minutes. So, um, let me do my wrap. Um, I want to tell you that, do you have a freedom-friendly business? I live them. Oh, by the way, oh, before I do that, I have three advertisers coming online here in the next week or two. Okay. Uh, really great freedom-friendly businesses. People that I do business with personally. And uh, those are the kind of people I like to bring on as uh, sponsors for my show. And Excellent. I think it's awesome. So anyway, do you have a freedom-friendly business? You can advertise on this station and support this show and many others like it. Want to send me comments or suggestions? Email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. And that is spelled B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I-N-M at gmail.com. Check out my new website, freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com. That is spelled B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I.com. And you can listen to replays of previous shows and also have access to resources. It's a project in the works right now. I'm going to be adding a lot more stuff to it. But you can watch the, you can listen live from that site. You can play replays. You can download the Freedom Friendly Business list, the latest one available. You can please like, follow, and share far and wide my Facebook page, freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com. I'm counting on you guys, okay? Let's beat these socialists at Facebook, okay? You can also check out my posts on Rumble, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Telegram at freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com. Remember, freedom is essential. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up, tell the Marxists and those that are helping to push their agenda, hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance.